Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. Each week we roll out the red carpet to the week's moments in culture and we steal the most important ones for a chat. We shove a mic in their faces. We flag them down. Oh, we make them come on over. This week um, we're going to tell you the secret behind why I missed last week's episode. (laughs) It's a secret. We're also going to talk about the power of Lord's new album, Solar Power. And we're going to talk about what's going on in Afghanistan with... um, uh, someone who escaped Afghanistan when they were very young, Rashida Yusufzai, SBS journalist. So um, big, big episode. Stick around for it. Let's have a look at what some of you have been doing while you've been listening to us. If you're on the toilet, definitely don't send us a photo. Oh, I was going to say definitely do. Oh, were you going to say that? Feels pretty on brand for us. Yeah, that's think. true. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, Taylor decided I mean, not to do to that. You. She sent us some sunny beaches from her listening in Queensland. Oh, soak up that sun, Taylor. Imagine it. Imagine it. Oh. And Hannah, my kindred spirit, learning to nail your favourite meal while in lockdown. I was talking about this last week where I'm practising the meals that I really want to nail by the time that people can actually come over to my house. Hannah, you sent a pic of you cooking up a seafood spaghetti with a glass of red vino. Yum. Hannah, we're going to come over to your house when we're allowed to. I'm knocking on that door. I want some spaghetti. Now, let's get into it. Dream Club. You might remember that last week I was joined instead by Veronica Milson because Brooke Boney had a delightful week off from the Dream Club podcast. Well, I wish I could say that it was delightful, Lindy, um, but I pulled a sickie because I just didn't feel very well. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. I'm going to tell you the secret behind it. Give us that hot juice. Um, I actually, I joined a cult and (laughs) I've changed my name to uh, Turboni. You're Um, wearing a beautiful robe right now. I'm wearing a robe. I'm burning some incense. No, just kidding. The reason I had a week off was because my tummy was a bit swollen and sore and I felt a bit nauseous Mm. because I froze my eggs. Yay! A positive, wonderful step for Brooke Boney and something that you and I have spoken about. A lot. Well, now we're both in the frozen egg club. We are. I froze my eggs a few months ago, actually late 2020. Oh, my God. What (laughs) the hell? Here we go. Feels like it was yesterday and also a decade ago. I froze my eggs then. You and I have spoken about it so much. I've had so many friends through the kind of pandemic going, I think I want to take control of something that feels a little bit out of control. Mm. And you did it just last week. Mm. You were doing your egg harvesting, as they call it. My egg harvesting. So it's been on my mind for, I reckon, like a while, for about a year and a half. One of my girlfriends had done it. She was like, I feel so relieved. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, while this isn't a guarantee, it's a bit of an insurance policy. And this was even before the pandemic hit. And so it really made me think like, you know, if you're a woman around, you know, your mid thirties, around the time that fertility sharply decreases, then, you know, this is a worry, worrisome time. This is a really, really concerning time because obviously this, you can still fall pregnant and you can still have babies and you can still start a family in any yeah, which way you choose to. If that's something that you want to do. If you want to. 
but also like, you know, people aren't able to get out and meet people. My boyfriend's in Melbourne. So like, yeah. I, how the heck am I going <laughs> to? He can't, you can't shoot that far. No, you can try, but I don't think you'd go. I don't think you'd have very good aim that far anyway. Oh, that's really gross. I feel really dirty for having said that. But um, I, it made me think of it because there was a lady on Twitter who said, oh, like the thing that I'm the most frustrated about mm. is that these are the years that I would have spent finding a partner, trying to choose someone to settle down with, starting a family. And everyone sort of made fun of her and said, oh, what, you're going to go out and just, you know, be hooking up with guys. And I think that that's actually really unfair because there is this pressure on women mm. when we do get to a certain age that we have to really think seriously about our plans mm -hmm. for fertility and, and for starting a family and that sort of stuff. So I, I feel relieved. I felt a bit sick last week. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I am quite swollen and yeah. I feel a little bit sick. Yeah, because essentially what happens is if, if you do go through the egg freezing process, you for about two weeks you're injecting yourself with hormones. So you've got a needle and you're injecting yourself over the course of this kind of 14 days and then they harvest the eggs. So they take eggs out of your body and then they kind of, they literally put them on ice. They put them on ice. They the put ice them, machine's right there. Yeah, they put them on ice. And, you know, so many people have asked, like, why did you decide to freeze your eggs? Why did you want to do this? Like, when did you want to be starting a family? And you kind of just do it to draw a line in the sound and go, I've done this. Mm. Men have been able to control their fertility for so many years and they don't have to think about these pressures mm. so much. And particularly during a pandemic, especially if you are single and you're at a certain age and you want to be finding someone to settle down with or whatever the reasons may be. Maybe it's just something that's half getting Googled or that's keeping you up at night. If you happen to have the means to do it and you think it'll be a positive step for you, then you can kind of take control of that. So did you, how did you feel like, how do you feel now? I feel relieved. Like while it's not a guarantee, mm. I feel relieved that I've sort of got that in my back pocket. And, you know, you sort of realise while you're doing it that women carry so much of the burden when it comes to so this sort of much. stuff. And it is, you know, it's really unfair. But if you are a woman around that age, or even if you're in your late 20s, I would thoroughly recommend that if you don't have the resources to do it, there's other ways you can do it. You're actually able to dig into your super to do egg freezing. Mm. So that's maybe something mm. that you could consider. Obviously, don't take financial advice from me because I am not an expert or a professional, but I know that that's an option for women who are looking to do that. Yeah. And the younger that you do it, the better outcome you'll have. And, you know, that sort of thing is, is really, really important to consider and it's going to make you feel a little bit safer. I think... The wonderful thing about it is it gave me like a newfound, well, not newfound, but an extra, like I, my heart was just swelling so big for all of the people who have babies because it's such an incredible thing that their bodies go through. Mm -hmm. And you sort of realize like the sacrifices they make to bring other humans into the world. It made me so angry. I'm like, how is it possible that women get paid less than men when they're capable of growing I know, human life? So much respect. People should be it? kissing their feet. <laughs> like it's just like an incredible thing that that women are able to do. And like just having a small taste of of realizing that your body is, you know, meant for something or like can do other things outside of just like looking hot and eating food and getting you to and from work. Absolutely. It's it's wonderful. It gives you a new perspective on on potentially what your body can do outside of the head of going, I'm going to get this job and I'm going to do this certain mm. thing and I'm going to be productive in this certain way. This was like, 
I'm going to reset and actually get in touch with my body and and Mm. listen to it and maybe do something that could help me down the line or at least for now give me the means to stop having to potentially worry about Mm. this. Tell you what my body's been doing this week. What? Farting a lot. Have you been farting a lot? So much. Post-harvest. Because I've been so bloated. Yeah, I was a little bloated boy I'm a little blowfish. (laughs) Hey, so Brookie, there was a really big album that came out last week. It was not the Kanye Donda record that we were talking about a couple of (laughs) weeks ago. Still not out. Surprise, surprise. But it was the highly anticipated other record of 2021, not just Billie Eilish, but the other absolute heroine in the pop world that is Lord. Her third record, Solar Power, was released. There's been so much talk surrounding this record, her being off social media, her surrounding herself in her hometown in New Zealand, dedicating this record to a New Zealand summer, you know, taking the soundscape of cicadas and feeling confident and excited about what she could bring to this album. Did you ever listen to this Lord record? Yeah, and I have to say, like, there's been a lot of criticism. There has. It's been quite mixed. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a little bit unfair. Yeah, I have a, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with, like, people <laughs> a bone that... To pick. A bit of a bony to pick with reviews that kind of rest on this idea and I saw a bunch of them come out around the when Solar Power came out which kind of takes an album that isn't ambitiously pop bombastic in its execution you know it's not a green light sounding record mm. it's not so it doesn't have that melodrama, melodrama. sound yeah. of Lord's last record it's way more introspective it's way more downplayed in its instrumentation it's Softly spoken, but it's confident. It's really what I have a problem with, and this is what I'll say, is that when people say that a record that sounds soft and potentially sweet or positive is background music because it doesn't have those big highs and lows of, like, anxiety and frustration that other big, you know, heartbroken moments that happen across her last record. I really don't like it. Like mm. I, 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 I think that there's such a strength in owning her own narrative and the fact that she wanted to go off social media, that she wanted to do it her own way, that she didn't want it to be – she wanted it to be a melodrama as opposed to like a melodrama. She didn't want it to have these massive green light moments. She wanted it to have this, you know, overwhelming positivity within her album and I really love that about it, that it's sparser and it's more confident in that way. One of the things that I love about Lord so much is that he is a woman who has made some of the biggest songs in the past like five to ten years, right? Like Mm -hmm. one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Um, Up there with like Billie Eilish and Taylor Swift and, you know, she's friends with Taylor Swift and she's been um, over in LA and spends time over there, but she chooses to live her life like in a pretty normal way. Like she moved back to New Zealand. She likes doing things like going to the pub and playing trivia. So one of the criticisms that I saw leveled at her was like, oh, you know, it's nice for some to be able to live in a pandemic-free world. Mm. But the reason that she's living in a pandemic-free world 
is because she went home to New Zealand yeah. to live a low-key lifestyle. So I don't think that that's a fair criticism. Yeah. And like the opposite of that would be if she was in LA and she was like locked in some sort of huge mansion mm. and making some sort of terrible social media video saying we're all in this together when we all know that we're not all in it together. Instead, she's living like near her family and her best friends in New Zealand yeah. where she grew up. Yeah. these it's not, our, it's not her fault that... Jacinda Ardern handled it better than, you know, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Like, sorry, what, you want Lord to apologise for that? You have to understand, like, these records that are coming out at this time and at any time, like, they're born out of the context that the artist lives in. And just because the artist hasn't lived this, you know, potentially horrifying experience or this massive breakup that they then need to pour into a three-minute and a half pop song with this, you know, huge amount of production. Like her and the guy that she produced it with, Jack Antonoff, like they weren't about doing that. They weren't going to do it. So I think when you go in with these huge expectations around what these pop albums should sound like based on how you think it should sound and how you think the last record sounded from the artist, like, well, sorry. <laughs> it's like, Meet sorry, her where I'm she not, is. sorry, I'm not heartbroken and distraught and yeah. like living in LA. But yeah, enjoy the, the fact that enjoy it's for her. what it is. Yeah. And I also love that, you know, she said in the lead up to it, I'm not going to be back on social media. I'm happier without it. I've made peace with this. Mm-hmm. I'm so enjoying it. And you go to her Instagram now. She hasn't even posted since the record she's came so out. She's so cool. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> she's go her. It's like, good on you. It. Yeah. The, the album speaks for itself. Let the music speak to you. And it's not background music. It's intimate. It's there. Meet it where it is. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano, The Dream Club. Now, we've all seen the horror unfolding in Afghanistan over the last week, watched those images of people clinging to the bottom of a US Air Force carrier and ultimately falling to their deaths out of desperation, trying to escape the Taliban who'd just seized Kabul. So we know that the situation is growing increasingly worse. We know that those crowds are so hostile and we know that countries all around the world are carrying out emergency missions trying to help people escape that fate. This is such a difficult story and it's touched us all. I don't know anyone who could see those images of a child being passed over a barrier to try to escape the Taliban and not feel completely torn up inside, especially in the middle of a pandemic, you know, you sort of have these moments where you're like, oh, things are really difficult. My life is really hard. And then you see things like that and you're like, actually, we've got it pretty bloody easy. So we thought that we would bring on a guest today to speak about this who's got firsthand experience. So Rashida Yousafzai is an SBS journalist. I worked with her in the Canberra Press Gallery. She's a wonderful, wonderful human. Um, She's a mother. She actually escaped Afghanistan when she was a child and came to Australia as a refugee. So she can speak on this with the sort of experience that none of us have. And um, we wanted to share some of what her thoughts were. Rashida, thank you so much for speaking to us. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure. So how are you feeling right now? You're in Sydney at the moment, but have you got family that are in Afghanistan? Yeah, I do. It's been a really 
devastating time, not just for me personally, but for the entire like Afghan community and in not, not just in Australia, but the rest of the world, like so many of us came to, you know, le- left our homes as refugees. So to watch everything that's been happening over there, it's devastating, it's traumatising as well. To, to see this play out again, it, that's that's the most really heartbreaking thing because everyone had hope the last 20 years, you know, things would be better. Women were in, you know, positions of power and, you know, leadership positions and now there's just all this uncertainty. I think one of the things that I found really challenging this week, and I um, I said this to you during the week as well, that it feels so difficult to come to terms with the fact that it seems like some lives are worth more than others and some people's lives are more difficult than other people's lives for no good reason. And, you know, how do you, I mean, is there anything that we can do from from where we are? And, you know, obviously we're in these positions of privilege and we are, we're all very, very lucky, even though we're going through this pandemic and it's a a crazy time like is there anything that we can do from here to to help the situation firstly one of my biggest concerns is that in the next couple of weeks people will just have fatigue when it comes to reporting on this matter so the best thing that we can do is just keep the attention on what's happening in afghanistan i've i've loved how much discourse there's been around the taliban taking over this time around i feel like there's more kind of global awareness than there ever has been there's been a lot of articles and podcasts around what will the future hold for women, what will the future hold for Afghans, how can we help get Afghans that are being targeted by the Taliban out of there, how can we lend a hand to them. So we'll make sure to include as many links to information and maybe even some ways that people can consume some important documentaries or books and readings around that as well. Yeah, there there are lots of resources out there that I can recommend, but just keep watching. Yeah, thank you so much, Rashida. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And you've been doing such excellent reporting. So um, keep keep it up. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. So um, Lindy and I decided that we would immerse ourselves in this and really um, take a moment to understand the experience or try to understand the experience mm-hmm. of women in Afghanistan. And one of the documentaries that I found is called Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone If You're a Girl. We both watched it last night, both absolutely loved it. <laughs> you really understand the difficulty that these people face in you know, getting educated, the difference in outcomes for boys and girls, like... It is so beautiful. So really recommend that to go and watch. It's like Oscar nominated. I loved it. You loved it. Absolutely stunning. And I think that one of the key things about pushing yourself into that sort of consuming of like whether it's a documentary or a film or reading a book or something is that it, I'm not saying that we're not naturally empathetic or compassionate people, but it, it makes you feel actually involved in what a situation might be, whereas otherwise if you're seeing the news, if you're seeing stats, it doesn't ring true. You're not seeing faces to the names. You're not being able to put yourself into those scenarios and seeing the experiences of what these girls and young women and then children across the board in Kabul as well that are in this documentary learning to skateboard in a war zone actually makes you go, I feel empowered. I feel like I can proactively help with this because Mm. I'm thinking specifically about these people and these families that are so affected mm. by what their lives are like day to day. It Absolutely. was so beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. One of the other charities that I'd recommend as well is UNICEF. I do a bunch of work with them. They've been in Afghanistan for 65 years and they will continue to be there throughout this crisis as well, helping children 
um, have access to education and a little bit of safety where they can. So we'll provide all of the links on the Dream Club podcast Instagram. Share it around. Share it with your friends. You know what? Feels good to contribute. Do it. Dream Club. When you think you've had enough salt, just add more. Just add more. Same goes with olive oil. Oh, and garlic too. And garlic. Garlic is you can never have too much, I don't think. Especially if you're living on your own too. Doesn't matter. Yes. Oh. Until you have to put your mask on and smell your own breath. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> the worst part is when you sneeze into your mouth. <laughs> Now, Lindy, our DM for this week, our Dream Club update, is a little cutie little joint one because you were so kind to me last weekend. And my tummy was a little bit sore. I was feeling a bit woozy because I'd just had the surgery for the mm. um, for the extraction of the eggs, for the harvest, if you will. That's such funny <laughs> terms, bit, isn't it? I know. Extraction. It sounds like clinical. Yeah. Um, but I was a bit woozy. And, you know, obviously my mom is in the Hunter Valley. My boyfriend is in Melbourne. And so, you know, I was on my own. I live by myself. And what I realized is that I'm someone who really, really doesn't like relying on other people. Like, I could have, like, my finger sawn off and I would just not call anyone. I'd just, like, take myself to the hospital or something. And I think you're very much the same in that regard. Like, it's really easy to be like, oh, reach out if you need to or, like, tell me if you want something. But we just never would because we're just not. independent. Yeah. Yeah. We're just not that sort of people. But I found it so heartwarming and I felt so lovely and so loved over the weekend because I had friends dropping off treats. Obviously, like social distance and, and really like following the rules. But I had so many friends offer me care and and warmth and, and love and, and snacks. 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 Yeah. That I think it's just important to, to offer and to to lean into that sort of community vibe as possible. I know. You're so, it's so right. Like we kind of – I feel like I pride myself, especially being a woman, to be really stoic and be like, I got this. I provide for myself. I don't need anyone. I can, you know, don't need to be vulnerable or weak or even seem like I'm having a hard time living on my own because I don't want to be seen as that person. But – we need to be those vulnerable selves. So that's our Dream Club update for this week. A little generous If thing. you need to, lean on your community. And if you feel like maybe someone is in need of some snacks, send someone a care package if you care about them because they'll appreciate it and it'll probably make you feel good too. Ah, thanks for listening. We are going to be back next Wednesday, of course, with or without our bloated bellies. Um, but until <laughs> <Hopefully> then. Without. <laughs> Hopefully without. <laughs> until then, join our Dream Club. Follow us at the Dream Club Podcast on Instagram. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode and leave us a cheeky review. You, <laughs> you Tag us in a pic. Please show me where you're listening from and then tell your mates about it too. Tell your mum too. I want to tell my mum. Someone tell my mum. My mum doesn't listen. Tell my mum. What? Yeah. I don't think my mum listens either, oh, okay. actually. Well, don't worry. They're Just not tell your audience. Mom. Tell your Tell friend. your tell mom. Your mom. Thank mom you. might be cool. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do this. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Okay, I've got one. Oh, I've got one. Hold on. You go. Okay. 
listener.